This is the NFL show to be named later. Foosball and whatever you call it with them gargantuans. Starring T.J. Weber, Zach Zook, and Big Webb. Brought to you by Bruise on the Balcony. What's up, football fans? And welcome into the NFL podcast to be named later. Uh, alongside Zach Zook, I'm T.J. Weber. Big Webb not on today, but we do have uh, his expert picks on the way. Good to be back in the captain's chair, uh, Zach. I know you, and Nick, uh, took control of the show last week, but uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm happy to be back, man. Yeah, well, what, what were you doing last week? Well, I got a little married. That's what yeah. I did. A little, well, little marriage. Little little marriage. Just little, a little marriage. Just a little marriage. A little you know? marriage. A little honeymoon to a different country. No you know. big deal. You know, just another day at the office. But uh, no, it was very awesome. I uh, appreciate uh, you guys for you know holding the fort down. Obviously, of I got a chance to. Enjoy Cancun with my new beautiful wife, and uh, obviously she's not new. She's been around for a long time, but it's kind of it's kind of interesting calling her my wife now instead of fiance. Is it weird? Have you tripped up on that? I haven't though, because like I look down at my a finger, and I still like seeing the ring now. You know, I'm trying to get mm-hmm. used to it, and and but I keep you know finicking with it and, and kind of messing with it a little bit. And well, it's kind of weird seeing you with it on too. Because I know. It, I mean, it, yeah, it, it, you haven't had it on through the engagement, obviously, but mm-hmm. then. When when you get married, obviously you got to wear it twenty four seven, so you get like a little rash yet. Are you no, adjusting nothing. to it. I'm adjusting to it. It's it's doing okay. Uh, almost lost it twice while I was on vacation, nice. so that was nice. <laughs> uh, it's got a little banged up here and there, just from opening doors. You know how they you know they have doors with like these like metal handles that yeah. you go in and just clang, and I'm like that's great. Break it in, man. Break it in. It's what you got to do. It's gonna have some uh, some. Uh, you know, some little nicks and, and whatever else to it. So, right, get some character. Exactly, you got to do it. So, uh, yeah, I want to thank you guys for uh, obviously holding down the fort and had a great time and uh, and got a good gal. I'm really happy. It's uh, it's all good, but I'm um, happy to be back in the seats and uh, talk a little NFL football. And honestly, I'm coming into a week uh, where we're not going to talk too much about week five because it sucked yeah. and it was not fun and there were too many flags. I did get a chance when we got back from Cancun Sunday, I was in St. Louis, so I was still in my regular seat at one of my favorite bars, watching all right. football all week, and I was not impressed by much. Um, the only we thing got I, to watch the Lions kick the shit out of the Packers, though, I, at least. I did see that, but I tell you what, in my pool, I picked the Packers. So I was rooting for the Lions, <laughs> but I was also kind of mad because I thought the Packers were going to cover, we, and they had no yeah. chance. I do this sometimes. You set yourself up with a win-lose, so it's like, okay, if my team loses, I took them in the pool, right. and if... I might I lose in the pool. Hey, at least my favorite team won a game I didn't think they were going to win. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's kind of a win win in a way. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good with to see you the lines though, win. The, I'm with you though. By the way, on the flags, we talked about this a little bit off there, and I think that's the direction you were taking it. And God, it's just a flag party. No, it's annoying. It's yeah. just getting to a point where I'm fed up with the NFL trying to make every little thing you know work out where they think everything's a penalty and. You know, receivers, like you said, just they the coaches are telling them to run downfield and the quarterbacks throw a deep ball, and usually they'll get a pass interference call or something like that. And it, it's getting annoying, and it's getting to a point where, you know, it's almost frustrating as a fan that you don't want to watch crap like that. You know, mm-hmm. I love the NFL, but if they keep going like this, they're going to lose a lot of fans that aren't diehard fans like you and me. You know, right. there, there's some fans that are still hanging on by a thread. Yeah. You know, people like you and me and, and Big Web. We are guys that are probably going to watch the NFL to the day we die because we enjoy it so much and there's so much fun, you know, to it. But also, if you're just kind of getting into the NFL or you're kind of teetering back and forth between it, I bet they've lost a lot of fans. By the way, oh, yeah. that they the refs have really um, kind of officiated these games. Not only that, not only that, but the but the whole political fiasco with Ray Rice from the Kaepernick situation to now the flags. It feels like they have just mishandled everything. They just can't get anything right, and yeah, and and we will watch football till the day we die. But I would say, rather than being a fan of the NFL, I just like to watch football. And there's nothing like that's the best product out there right now. Mm-hmm. As sad as that is, and there are more leagues coming. Now we'll see. You know, we had the whole USFL and the old XFL didn't pan out, but they have this new developmental league coming that's supposed to be in tandem with the NFL. Then you have the relaunch of the XFL. We'll we'll see. How, how that looks, but I, I'm with you. It took me a little bit to adjust to the, all the targeting and the headgear calls, but after, you know, a couple weeks of that, I adjusted to it and it was fine, and I understood why they did it because of CTE and people dying early. Like, that's understandable. Yeah. When you're ruining the... What you're doing now is you're ruining the integrity of the game, and I, I think to a degree, like, football is football, and right now it feels like it's two-hand touch. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see the 
there was it was in the Vikings game that this was the bad roughing passer call of the week when Michael Bennett kind of gets pushed by the lineman he's on the ground and kind of has Kirk Cousins by his ankles and Kirk Cousins just kind of falls down and he like flips his ankles up like he didn't go at his legs or aggressively try to take out his knee that's why they put that rule in because of the whole Tom Brady knee injury a long time ago right and it wasn't like that it was just the the mere fact that the mechanism by which Kirk Cousins hit the ground involved his lower body Mm -hmm. and it's just I feel like it you're shrinking the gap between teams and it's getting to a point where there's this variable of penalties where it doesn't matter if you're a good team or a bad team like the bucks could beat the rams if a couple calls just go the buccaneers way like in that lions game for example Mm -hmm. at the very start of the football game they had that punt that and now now this is this is different this isn't the flex so maybe this isn't the best example but what it did is it gave the lions the football on the one yard line and these pass interference in the end zone gives them the football on the one yard line Mm -hmm. they're all personal fouls too it's like it's so punitive and it it, it kind of just ruins the game. Yeah. Oh, and then also when you talk about the head-to-head contact, the NFL said they're going to crack down on it, but the problem is all these referees aren't cracking down on the on the head-to-head. They're doing it too much because they're looking for things that aren't head-to-head contact. Right. They're throwing flags on huge hits, shoulder to chest out of bounds because it's a hard hit. I mean, that's football, folks. It, I mean, gotten, that's what it is. It, it's gotten to the point, TJ, and I agree with you, where somebody gets hit too hard, flag's coming out. 100%. No matter, they didn't. They thought they saw head-to-head, but even if it was a little yeah. bit close to the head, if it was shoulder to chest, they'd throw a flag because it's a hard hit. I mean, what is that? that yeah. That's a total, total joke no, to I'm me. I'm with you. And, and that's been going on a little bit now, and it's gotten even worse with this whole body weight rule. And it's getting to the point, too, where it's such bullshit that the NFL is – pro player safety like they're just they're concerned about their bottom line they don't that's, care yeah that's the whole ray rice thing and the domestic violence like they they could give a shit like yeah, I, right. i'm sorry like if that offends you and obviously like i i think any sane person cares about that and knows that that's wrong but the nfl they they really don't the only reason they implemented all those ad campaigns was because it affected their bottom line and their image yeah. they're not concerned about players safety they're concerned about their image and the way people receive the league and they want their quarterbacks healthy because that makes their ratings go up the, if they were concerned about player safety you would have rules that protect the defensive players too. Mm-hmm. Sony Michelle's lowering his head into safeties and just running people over, and these defensive guys are going down left and right because these rules are so geared to the offensive side. It, it's it's insane. As much as I love the league, I agree with you about the executives. You know, and I don't think it's only Goodell. I think he's just the face of it, so he's going to get hated. I'm not saying he's not a guy to be hated, but there's a lot of people making those decisions. I'm not a big Goodell guy because he the reason why. He's been around so long is because he represents the owners. They're his bosses, and he represents them really well. Mm-hmm. He gets done what they want. The whole St. Louis Rams move didn't hit as home for me until I kind of moved here after graduation. You realize that there is this passion for football. It's just that, I mean, nobody goes to a team where they're they're losing all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna see this with New England, by the way. Robert Kraft and that organization has the financial value of that team. It's near one of the top in the league. They're one of the best brands right now. When Tom Brady and Bill Belichick retired, it's going to be a different day there because they're not one of the biggest brands in the NFL. And we'll see how many people show up then. Yeah, well, I also, I mean, this is just something very small on the other side of it. But uh, when you mentioned the Patriots and and when Brady and Belichick are going to hang it up, and when you've seen their, I mean, the last couple weeks, yes, but before the start of the season, their lack of success, People say, is this it? You know, are going to have, right. is this the final season? And still, I mean, again, I don't want to go into huge discussion about it, but the fact that they trade Garoppolo, I mean, mm-hmm. you thought Brady was going to be here for four plus years, I'm guessing, and it's only been, what, year two, maybe? Yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't know. Time's ticking. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is when it comes, it comes quick. Yeah. And we don't know when that's going to come for Brady. He, We're in uncharted territory right here, and that's what the whole Tom Brady phenomenon is just fascinating to me i i was of the belief i was like he i thought he'd be done by now yeah to be honest with you my heart of hearts i was like father time's undefeated man Mm -hmm. like it's gonna come get you eventually and the fact too yeah you're right that i think 
they had the the contract situation with Garoppolo, so they either had to move on from Brady or Garoppolo. And you know, Bill, he doesn't have a sentimental bone in his body. No. He's like, I got the air. We're gonna keep this thing going. Yeah. And he, I think he was ready to deal Brady. Well, and DeCraft was like, No, no, no. I don't we're not see, doing see, that. See, I don't think so because, and, and again, John Lynch, uh, the GM for the 49ers, said when he You're first right. called about Garoppolo, he goes, well, "What do you? What about Tom?" And, and, and apparently, Bill goes, "Tom, who? Tom Brady?" Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah." And he started cracking up in his face. Oh, really? Yeah, on the phone, or uh, I guess not in his face, but in his ear, just like, "Are you, are you shitting me? Like you're really asking? The line. Like, you're really asking for Tom Brady? Like you're you're crazy? Like that's not happening?" So, Interesting. So I think Bill and, and Tom go at it, but I think there's a lot of respect there. Enough respect, oh, and they both are are okay with their both or their attitudes kind of clashing. You know yeah. what I mean? And before this whole New England story came out last year, it felt like as one leaves, so will the other because the age is about right. Like Bill Belichick's been around the league a long, long time. Mm-hmm. You would think at some point he wants to retire and just relax. Like he's accomplished so much and Brady too. So you would figure, why do I want to start over with Belichick? But so, or why do I want to start over with Garoppolo rather mm-hmm. Belichick's thinking. And so, yeah, the report kind of made me made me think think the other way that maybe maybe he did want to go forward with Garoppolo, and so it, it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's all I'll say about it. Is it's just interesting. And now, when they do retire, does Bill stay around when Tom's done? No way. Yeah, no you way. think he's done? I think he's done too. Yeah. And so then what happens? Yeah. Well, the biggest boss move ever, and this is just being funny, but the biggest boss move ever by Robert Kraft would be to hire Brady the year after your tires to become the head coach <laughs> of the Patriots. That would be sick. Won't happen, but that would be awesome. I thought, too, you know how Tom – you see the Tom versus Time Facebook thing mm-hmm. in, in the winter and the spring or whatever? It, it felt like, too, he has this part in it where he's like, I mean, I don't know why. I could just watch film all day. He's like, I just sit down and eight hours go by. He's like, I don't know why I can do it. He's like, I don't know why it doesn't bother me. I'm just geared that way. And I was thinking, I was like – Man, Giselle might have to put up with this for a long time See, if he gets into coaching. Me, he'd probably be pretty pretty freaking good. Let me tell you something. He's got enough money though, and he's got a hot wife at home and, and a beautiful family. He don't need to do shit. No, he can he, just he can just he hasn't do needed, needed to do shit for ten years. I know. But he still does it. Yeah. 314-877-8597. 314-877-8597. That's our voicemail inbox number. You can always call us. Leave us a voicemail about any topic we talked about. Let's get into, before we get into week six picks, let's quickly go over the recap from week five. I was out, but I did make my picks. We all sucked. Oh, my God, did we suck last week. Everybody on the panel, not counting Nick. I don't know what Nick got because he's not making his picks online. But between you. I don't think he did that well. (laughs) I don't think he did well. Between you, me, and Big Web, we each had six wins. Each. Wow. Nobody got more. Nobody got less. We all got six wins. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at the app on Sunday. Like, I don't know what everybody else picks, obviously. So I'm sitting there looking at a ton of red, and I, I'm just like, God, I'm going to be done. Like, yeah. I, I'm going to be so bad. And then I look at the standings afterwards, and I'm like, okay, you know, like, I'm really not that far behind. Like, yeah. it, it ended up being fine because everybody else missed it, too. Just kind of a weird week in the NFL. It was. Absolutely was. So currently, I'm gone for two weeks, baby, and I'm still on top. I got 38 <laughs> points, number one on the panel. Zach and Big Web, very, very close, though. They're kind of lingering there in the weed, just kind of hanging out. They got 36. Snakes in the grass. Snakes in the grass. They're <laughs> in. Uh, they're actually at 36 apiece, as yeah, I no, said. Yeah, you're at 38, right? I'm at 38. So current standings with everybody, uh, listener-wise, too. Blake Stumpf and Gigi Evans, my aunt, tied to the top with 41 apiece. Tied nice. for third, you have Colby Wedwick, Mark Hessler, and Tammy, Tammy Ressler, which is the mother-in-law now, yeah. 39 points. Uh, myself, Jordan Trimp, and Aunt Kay Roberts, 38. Also Matt Jamison with 38. And then finally tied for 10th, Kyle Stumpf, Big Webb, Zach, uh, all have 36. So there's your standings for uh, going into week number six. So last week, when we uh, look at the picks too, um, Big Webb was 3-1. He's twelve and nine now overall against the spread. He he bounced back after a really rough yeah, he did. week number four. He did great in week five. He ends up getting uh, like I said three wins, one loss, and we'll talk about his best four plays coming up, and uh, also get to locks of the week. I finally won a lock of the week before I left. I had New Orleans in week four minus three and a half. They killed. I forgot who they played. Redskins was it the Redskins that they, week. They destroyed them. It was this week. I meant no the, this that, week. Oh, that week. week. Yeah, week four. Anyway, uh, doesn't matter. They Gi- won. Giants, I think. Giants, that's it. Giants won it. So I'm one and three in locks. Zach 
also wins with his pick. He's three and two. Big Webb also wins with his pick last week. He's three and two. Nick Yale, who came in to make <laughs> picks for me. First of all, those picks are null and void. I made my own picks online. I forgot to send them in. Whatever he said I made is bullshit. <laughs> Forget about it. But Nick does not pick my lock of the week. Let me tell you something, Zach. I am not taking that pick. No, yeah. Hey, that's fair. I think, I think that's fair. Okay, so he picked the Rams minus 7.5 last week. They mm-hmm. barely escaped Seattle. So he's a, has, has 0-1. He's, he's an got, 0-1. He's got his own record to worry about. He's 0-1. We'll say mm-hmm. it every week until he comes back and makes another <laughs> lock of the week. I'm staying with four picks for this season. You guys are at five. So like you said, maybe I need to make two to get back equal to you guys, or maybe right. I'll just stay with the week uh, right. unpicked. Okay, so all right. So here, here's what I here's one of two things, and, and you highlighted it. I think that you should have to pick two one week to catch back up to us. Okay. Or if not, we could take the percentage. But I say you got to pick two so that way you have the same amount of risk taken. That's fair. Okay, we can do that. You know what? I'll do it this week. Just oh, to really? Make it, make it fair and get back on track. I'll tell you what, I don't love the slate this week. I don't I either. They were hard. <laughs> I don't either. I think they are too, but you can't do worse than six wins, I'm hoping. At least one of us can no. <laughs> step it up a little bit. No and, way. Holy shit. Uh, so yeah, so I'm one and three in locks. Zach, three and two. Big Web, three and two. And Nick, oh and one. We will say that every week until he can defend himself and, and get a win. If he goes to one and one, I won't mention him again on locks. All right, so let's move into week six of the NFL, and uh, we got our picks all ready to rock. Philly at New York Giants. So we have the Eagles and the Giants for Thursday night football. The Giants are getting three and a half points against Philly. And uh, again, this will be released. We we can, let's, I don't know what we can do. Can we, we don't want to swear on it. We it's not that serious, but no, this is going to be released on Friday. Yeah. We, the for Thursday night's probably going to be over. Yes. But it's going to be over, but you got to believe us. We're recording it <laughs> at 438 on Thursday. Just letting you know. There you so, go. Giants getting three and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, the Giants have been playing better. Uh, they had a good game last week against the Panthers. Gave up a 60-plus yarder to Graham Gano, who won it for the Panthers. That was An astounding. Unbelievable kick. And he still had a couple couple yards on it, I think. He probably, oh, probably yeah. hit a 68-yarder, I, I think. I saw like a fan video from the end zone, and it was unbelievable to watch it come come at, coming straight at you. Amazing. Especially this year at the NFL with the kicker. They're just god-awful. Yeah, um, terrible. It was neat. But it... Horrible game for the Giants to, to play that well. Odell Beckham Jr. had a touchdown pass to Saquon Barkley, which <laughs> yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, he's been bitching about Eli, so they said, all right, big boy, you take the ball yourself, try to throw it, and it uh, worked out for him. Yeah, he so. finally caught one in that game too, but I think he threw for one before he caught one this season because yeah. he did not have a touchdown catch before that. So he was he was bashing Eli. They ended up getting close to winning, just lost, but they did cover three and a half against Philly. I'm going to take the Giants here. I think wow. I think they're going to you know take last week and kind of, you know, Earned some more credibility from it. I think they have a chance. They played well against a great team in Carolina. Scored a lot of points against them, too. Philly still, to me, is a strong team. I think they haven't hit their stride yet, but I believe that Carson Wentz can show more, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to take a couple more weeks for them to become, I wouldn't say Super Bowl contenders like they were last year, but a good quality team that could make a run in the playoffs this year. So give me the Giants plus 3.5. I believe in uh, Eli and company this week. Yeah, you never know on these short week games and these prime times. That's why I typically stay away from Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night on locks mm-hmm. because I, I feel like there's a lot of unpredictability that goes into those primetime games, especially on Thursday night, the short week. But that being said, I mean, hey, is this a loser goes home game? The Giants are one and four. The Eagles are two and three. Mm-hmm. Like if the Eagles go two and four, now I know the NFC East. It's not getting one tonight. Like it feels like eight and eight, nine and seven, pretty much wins that division. Right. I mean, they're they're god awful those four teams. But I'm gonna take Philly. I I I believe in Carson Wentz and the, the reigning Super Bowl champs. I I like you feel like they haven't hit their stride yet, and I think they're gonna start playing better. That game against Minnesota this past week, it, which I think it makes the line what it is. Minnesota had to have that game. The, the Eagles, although it's a home loss, it's out of the division. They didn't really have to have it. And I think now on the road, you lose to a one and four Giants team. You go two and four now. You're starting to. It's starting to really. The pressure is going to start building in Philadelphia. So I think there will be a little bit more sense of urgency from Wentz and uh, Coach Peterson tonight. And I think they d- think they get it. All right. So Zach takes Philly. Uh, I take the Giants and Big Web also going with the Philly, Philly, yeah, Philadelphia Eagles. That's how you say their name. Zach. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> next up, we go to a first know. noon game on Sunday. L.A. Chargers at Cleveland. The Los Angeles Chargers take on the Cleveland Browns. Browns are getting 
one and a half at home, and uh, they got confidence. I mean, they're they uh, they're starting to play some pretty good football. Two Baker, win- I'd say two wins on the season now. Uh, almost tied their second game of the season. When's the last, I've never seen that in NFL history, I don't think. And There's going to be more. Like, yes. I, I was looking at the schedule, and there's like a couple teams with that third column of one. There's going to be a lot more but by the time the season ends, I think. It's going to really mess things up. It was it was a very boring game overall against uh, Baltimore last week. It just wasn't fun. Was it a bunch of field goals, right? Yeah. yeah. Basically, just back and forth, not much going on. And uh, honestly, they ended up getting the win in overtime. I mean, they're they're an overtime team. That's all they do now is play in overtime. Three of their first four games or something like that were in overtime. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean they just live for overtime. It was just it was a back and forth game, twelve to nine. Boring, boring, boring. But hey, they're two, two and one. They have everything on their side. But I'm taking the Chargers. Uh Chargers okay. minus one and a half points. You know, they're a team that has been really overseen because of how good Kansas City is in that division. Chargers are three and two. Beat Oakland pretty good last. Excuse me, last week beat San Francisco by a couple points in week four, and then beat Buffalo pretty good. They're giving up too many points, I think. Um, their defense has given over twenty points in four or five games so far this season. Not great, but Philip Rivers is is doing what he needs to do. He's doing the same thing he's done his whole career. He's consistent, and he's finding new targets as well. Melvin Gordon. To me, right now, is probably top three back in the league. I mean, if it wasn't Absolutely. for Todd Gurley, he may be the best back in the league, uh, especially from what he can do just outside of um, outside of the pocket, catching passes, passes in the backfield. So I'm going to say that just because of the low spread, it's still Cleveland. I know I'm not giving them enough credit, but I mean they're escaping with some of the the two wins they've had this year. They escaped with a 12 to nine win against Baltimore and really don't have their offense set completely yet. So I'm going to take the Chargers just for the fact that it's a very low spread. Um, this is a game that I really struggled picking with because I think you're right. I think clearly roster wise, the better team's the Chargers. I don't think you'd have anybody give you much of an argument on that. Mm-hmm. But for the fact that it's away, I'm actually gonna pull go with the upset and take the Browns in this game. No, really. Because it feels so the Browns have a good defense. Statistically, I was messing around on pro football reference the other day and they are a top ten defense, and Philip, I think, may struggle on the road in this one. And mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely right about Melvin Gordon. When I was playing uh, football up in Wisconsin, he was at UW at that time, and he was legendary up in those parts. And I knew when he was at Wisconsin, I was like, "Man, that guy's gonna kill it in the oh, NFL." Yeah. Absolutely. And, and it took him a little, it took him a little while, but he he's got it going. That offense is outstanding they have all the pieces on defense but that said I just think there's something about this Cleveland team something mm-hmm. in the water over there in Erie and so I, I like the Browns to get to three and two look who surprisingly is joining us halfway through the show big web how are you doing sir good afternoon gentlemen <laughs> he called in right on air He's a little, little late on the air it's great but he just kind of comes right in it's perfect sup guys <laughs> hey well what's your pick for Chargers Browns yeah <laughs> Chargers Browns that's I think I want to add with the charges on that one. That's correct. Uh, that is okay. You you did, you did confirm. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I, uh, I I you guys caught me off guard here. What the heck? Uh, that's what we do. Yeah. You caught us off guard. You're the one that called us. <laughs> no, you guys you guys know I'm a I'm a Cleveland fan, but uh, you know with the numbers, uh, I just went with uh, Philip on this one and uh, don't know much about it. I think I think uh, Chargers should be able to move the ball. Hopefully they outscore them. There you go. So uh, I got the Chargers, and Dad's got the Chargers, and Zach has Cleveland. Now, Big Web, do you want to stick on the line for the rest of the games? I, I didn't mean to surprise you like this. I just thought it'd be funnier. That is very funny. No, <laughs> how, many, how many more we got? Uh, we just we only been through two. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me just uh, <laughs> let me just fly through mine. If you, well, no, yeah, go for it. Go G- for give it. Us, you can do give that. us the the Big Web okay. rundown. Yeah. All right, all right, very good, very good. So, uh, let's see. I got a different order, I think, on this thing than you do. I don't don't think so. You're all good. If you want me to go through them, I can do it, and then you can kind of highlight the ones you (laughs) like the most. Yeah, go ahead and hit hit me with what you got, and I'll tell you what I think. All right, so uh, Dad's got Houston, Carolina, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Oakland, the Jets, Minnesota, Atlanta, L.A. Rams, Baltimore, Jacksonville, 
Kansas City and Green Bay. When we go through the picks, we'll recap those as well. But then for his best four plays, so that he can break them down, again, we said he's 3-1 last week, 12-9 overall against the spread this season. He's picking the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati over 53, Kansas City-New England over 60.5, Jacksonville minus 3, and Pittsburgh plus 2.5. Those are the picks that you sent me, and then you have Jacksonville as your lock. Exactly, boys. And I'll tell you right now, those overs, and, and Vegas knows it too, they jumped those numbers way, way up, but... I think they're both going to succeed those numbers. And, and uh, it's all about offense and, and lack of defense. And uh, that, that's what this week we're getting into the middle of the season now. And these guys are starting to gel on offense. And uh, still, those, those defensive ha- haven't proved anything to me necessarily on those teams. Uh, one team I didn't mention in those in those picks is, is Chicago. I think Chicago is going to do well down in Miami uh, to this week you guys didn't talk about chicago yet probably no not yet but uh but no that that spreads only three and a half i think that should be a little higher i expect uh chicago to be able to move the ball and i think miami's gonna continue their woes um but uh yeah i mean it's uh it's a topsy-turvy league but uh but yeah i, I really like those over i love 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 jacksonville this week and uh that that's i think it's gonna be another strong week i mean it, it's it's not like you notice in our picks, guys, when we pick uh, pick the pools and you try to pick every game, heck, we're coming up with four and six wins and stuff like that. But but the key wins are happening. You know, the mm-hmm. key key favorites are happening, not counting over unders. Uh, you know, those are are able to able to decipher and pluck out maybe two, three, four games, whether it be a side or, or an over under that uh, that works and. Uh, that, that that makes for a successful year. It'd be nice to pick be picking the whole card at a at a uh, you know ten win clip, but that that's not happening right now. But uh, anyway, it's uh, I think we got some good solid picks again. All right, so that's Big Web with his week six picks and kind of blips. We'll go over them at the end too, in case you missed them. Dad, we appreciate you coming on. Surprisingly, I mean you're you're a pro. You know, you had no <laughs> idea you're coming on, and bam, there he is with the hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, back to the contract here, and we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> All right, man, see you later. See you later. Bye-bye. All right, so that's Big Web joining us. A little surprise, uh, nice. a little blip there. I saw him calling. I go, this might be fun. Well, I still got a bone to pick with him because you remember at the beginning of the season, our first show he, we did, he was like, I'm going to be on the Browns all year. I feel like he's picked the Browns like twice. First two weeks, yeah. yeah. And then whenever <laughs> whenever they win, I don't think he actually picks them. No, yeah, them, I don't but, think he's hit it yet. But he's right. They do cover a lot. I did, mean, he that say his, did he say his lock when he was going over his four plays, or we get that get to that at the end? We, we're going to get to that at the end, but a little sneak peek. It is Jacksonville is his pick. Okay. Uh, but we'll go over all of ours at the end as well. Buffalo at Houston. Moving into uh, the third game at noon, or I should say third game overall this week, second one at noon. You have the Houston Texans, as they will be hosting the Buffalo Bills. Houston, interesting spread here. They're minus 7.5 points. Houston's been a team that they did win last week, but they have been sliding a little bit more than people were going to expect this year. They uh, are 2-3 and three now, though. They've won two straight, I believe. Dallas is the, uh, the ones that actually lost them last week, 19-16. to 16, So it's not like Houston is still really doing great things on offense. They're still figuring out a lot of things. Uh, obviously, we mentioned their big win against the Colts, 37-34, also in overtime in Week 4. So, you know, it, it's been taking overtime for them to get wins against a lot of these teams. This and, the, spread, and the Colts handed them that game, by the way, with oh, that fourth yeah. down going for it. Absolutely did. So it's interesting, you know, when you look at Houston, the fact that they're getting 7.5 against Buffalo, who honestly is a team that's surprising a lot of people. I don't think people thought Buffalo were going to win two games overall this season. <laughs> now they've won two through five weeks. They shocked Tennessee last week, went outright. I'm going to take Buffalo in this. I think it's an obvious choice. Houston is a good team, but seven and a half is a lot of points against Buffalo. I don't think they're as bad, as bad as people thought they were going to be overall. I'll take the Buffalo Bills plus seven and a half. Yeah, so... It- I think if this game were to happen two or three weeks ago, I would have taken Buffalo too. I think one of the things that's hurt me with this is I've almost, I think, I've never picked against the spread before this year. And I think one of the things I've done is I've almost overvalued the line. So this week I've tried to go more with the team that I think is just going to win the football game and then look at the line and say, okay, well, this is crazy, so I'm not going to pick it. And then I'll just live and die with, okay, if I pick the game right, but they don't cover, 
then whatever. I'll mm-hmm. have a couple of those. I'd rather do that than pick it wrong. And I, I don't know. So I'm going into it with a little bit different mentality this week, and we'll see how it plays. I think the Texans are just the better overall football team. I think that they have their their best football still in front of them. Maybe the two overtime wins is what kind of gets them moving in the right direction. They get a favorable matchup here at home at NRG Stadium. And so I think the Bills are are a different team away from home as well than they are back home up in up in Buffalo where it's going to be freezing in that latter part of the year. I think they'll get a lot of wins at home later in the year. But I think going down south here against a Texans team that really still has yet to put it together, I like the Texans. All right, so Zach's going with the Houston Texans. Big Webb's also going with the Houston Texans, and I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Carolina at Washington. Moving on to another noon game, we have the Carolina Panthers. Huge, huge win with a 60-plus yard field goal to beat the Giants on Sunday last week, heading out to Washington to take on the Redskins, who are minus one and a half points. In my opinion, the way that Washington played against New Orleans was pretty pretty bad. I mean, even at home. It was ugly. It was ugly. I know New Orleans was in the Superdome, but in this situation, Carolina, in my opinion, is a top 10 team in the NFL easily. They're, good. they're very good when they're healthy, and I know they snuck away with the win against the Giants, but as I told you before, I don't think the Giants are that bad. I just think they're playing bad football. I think they got a lot of, a lot of good pieces, so that didn't shock me as much. I'm taking the Panthers, one and a half. They're getting one and a half. Washington's mm-hmm. actually the favored team in this. I think the Carolina Panthers are going to win this football game, so give me the Panthers. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carolina, this is another game where nobody would argue. Like, Carolina's the better football team. Like, yeah. if you just compare them, like, there's no argument to be made that Washington is a better football team than the Panthers. Despite all that logic, I'm going to pick the Redskins. Wow. And here's why. The, the Panthers, because it's it makes so much sense, the Panthers are dogs in this, and they're the better football team. It, it's like, okay, pick the Panthers. But I think this is one of those where Vegas is telling you something. Roller coaster Cam is always moving. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this is a game where he can end up throwing three or four picks on the road against a Washington team that really has been sneaky good. They're one of those teams that it feels like they're always dog shit, but look at where they're sitting here. They're at 2 and 2. I think they're going to be tougher to beat at home than people think, and their record's going to look a lot better than people think. I mean, where would you have them if if I just asked you right off the top of your head? You'd probably say like what 6 and 10. What what are you talking about the Redskins? The Redskins. I, I don't know. They're 7 and 9, 8 and 8 maybe. I I think they are too. Yeah. I think they may even win 9 games. And so I think that they're a little tougher at home than people think, so I'll take the Redskins in this. If they let me down this week, maybe I change my thinking on that. And but for for now, I think the Panthers, while they are a top ten team, like you said, they're a little inconsistent, especially on the road. This feels like a good spot for Washington. All right, so Zach's going with the Washington Redskins. Me and Big Webb going with the Carolina Panthers. Chicago at Miami. We move on to another noon game as Chicago will head out to Miami. Miami's getting three and a half points at home. This game, uh, so Chicago coming off a bye week, and Miami, a team that still nobody exactly knows what they are. They lost to Cincinnati last week, 27-17, but Cincinnati getting a lot of love right now from the power rankings and are honestly a pretty good football team when when Andy Dalton decides to play. I mean, their first half was god-awful in the first yeah, place. Yeah, well, Miami led by how much? 14, 17? I believe 14-0, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and they blew it. And they blew it, and I mean, they're still 3-2 and two, Miami is, and they have escaped with a win against the Raiders, not a great team. The Jets, they're playing for the second time this season now, or, or this, they're coming up in a couple weeks, but I'm saying they beat them in week two, 20 to 12, beat the Titans as well, which isn't a bad football team. Miami's always scary at home, I believe. I think they're a team you can't overlook. I know the spread's only three and a half, and Chicago's the real deal. They're saying, I still don't like Mitch Trubisky. I don't Me know either. if he's a guy to go on the road and really lead a team and and cover much or win much. I just don't know. I don't know yet. I think they have yeah. talent, but I don't think it's enough from what we've seen from Chicago's offense to say they're going to go into Miami and score 20 points. I still, I still think Tannehill's going to find a way to score a couple touchdowns. Seems like a low-scoring game to me, and I'm going to take Miami plus 3.5 just because they're at home. They're always scary to me to pick against them, so might as well join them. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, I actually had the Dolphins picked up until I, I went re-looked through and picked at the looked at my picks, and then I ended up actually picking Chicago. This is one of those where I just went with 
the overall better football team because I feel like there's a comment you made a couple weeks ago about the Dolphins that I think is spot on. They're so weird. They're so tough Absolutely. to get a grip on. Now they so can, are a lot of teams though in the NFL. And, I mean, and, and the reasons you laid out for why you picked the Dolphins is the same reasons why I picked the Dolphins. I think the Bears are going to be a different team away from Soldier Field this season. You look at the teams that they've beaten so far. Sure, they're 3-1. They're lone losses to the Packers, a game which they easily could have won. They collapsed in the second half at Lambeau. But then you look at go, go down the list of, at the games they've won. Seattle at home. Seattle is not a good football team. They're tough at home because of the 12s, but you get them outside of Seattle and they look a whole heck of a lot different. Remember, they beat them as well at Soldier Field in primetime without Doug Baldwin. Without Earl Thomas, without Bobby Wagner, none of those guys played. Some of those guys are back now. And so they get the win against Seattle. They get the win against Tampa Bay, which is one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And then they barely beat the Cardinals on the road. And that was the only game they played on the road. They played Tampa and Seattle at home. So it, I, I think the, the Dolphins have, this feels like a big game for both teams. Because Dolphins were three and zero, now they're three and two. The Bears, it feels like a big game because they haven't really beaten a quality opponent. I think if they win this game, that kind of validates them throughout this season. And so I think the Bears will come out ready to go. I feel like Ryan Tannehill is going to really struggle against Khalil Mack in that front. All right, so Zach's taking Chicago. Big Web also going with Chicago, and I'm alone with the Miami Dolphins. Pittsburgh at Cincy. Move on to another noon game. Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a very interesting game. The spread is low. Cincinnati minus two and a half points. You know what? I mean, Cincinnati has proven a lot of people wrong, I think, with the way they played. Um, But you saw, in my opinion, the roller coaster that is Andy Dalton last Sunday. They got lucky they beat Miami by 10. If you didn't watch the game, you see the score, you think, okay, Cincinnati did their thing. They were bad in the first half. And Absolutely. Here's the deal, too. When you talk about AFC North football and you talk about two division rivals, you throw the records out the window. Yep. 100%. You throw home and away out the window, in my opinion. I really think that. Now, in certain instances, if this was in Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh would be a heavy favorite. But I think Cincinnati's you know, home field advantage isn't as big as Pittsburgh or, or Baltimore. There's places where it matters more. Right. Absolutely. So, in this instance... I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I know they've had the bigger question marks this season. They really haven't been the strongest team in the NFL or one of the top five best teams, which you thought they'd be coming into this year, even without Le'Veon Bell. But last week's contest against Atlanta proved a lot. 41-17, it was at home. James Conner ran all over the place. They don't miss Le'Veon Bell one bit. The Falcons are still a pretty good football team. They were all over Julio, wouldn't let him get a touch. I think he got like two receptions. He just didn't do much at all until the fourth quarter. Same thing's going to happen to A.J. Green. Andy Dalton's not going to be able to hand, to be able to get the ball to him. I still don't know if Joe Mixon's ready to go completely. Give me Pittsburgh away from home, getting two and a half. I just think this is too tough of a game for Cincinnati. And if Dalton doesn't get going until the third quarter, it's going to be way too late. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I thought everybody would be on the Bengals with the whole 4-1. and one, But you're right, these division rivalries doesn't much matter about that and you look at Pittsburgh here and they've really struggled out of the gate like the Packers they have the same record 2-2-1 and And so this is a big game for them if they win this game it feels like they're back on track and all of a sudden everybody's like oh Tomlin's gonna get fired they're gonna miss the playoffs well I I bet you if they win this game they go all they go right back to being division front runners in the mainstream media's eyes and so I don't know if I'll go that far but I think Pittsburgh at least wins the game Cincinnati feels like it's been the little brother in that rivalry Mm -hmm. for a long time and Tomlin and the big bad steel curtain comes and stomps on them and reminds them of it every time they get a notion and so I think Antonio Brown goes nuts in this game and they win by a bunch all right so Pittsburgh all the way through big web Zach and myself Seattle at Oakland. Moving on to another noon game. Seattle taking on the Oakland Raiders on the road as the Oakland Raiders are minus, or I'm sorry, plus three and a half points. They're getting three and a half points at home. One That's of the home wild, dogs. isn't it? Pretty wild, but I will say this. Oakland, yes, they are one and four. They have not been a good football team. They have the only win of the season was at home against the Browns, 45-42. But from what we've seen, they're a better team on the road. They lost the Broncos only by one on in uh, in Denver, at the Dolphins, they lost by eight, 
And then at the Chargers, a little bit different. They lost by 16. But when they hosted the Rams a home game week one, they got killed. They gave up 42 points to the Cleveland Browns, who are only scoring 12 last week. They don't Jeez. know what their offense is yet. So I don't really care if Oakland's home or not. Seattle really proved a lot to me last week. I don't think they're a hmm. strong team, but they play well against the Rams. Like, really took them all the way down to the wire. Given so the best contest so far this year. Easily. And I think that Seattle, even though that was a division game and it pumped them up even more and they were at home, I still think going to Oakland, they're going to be pumped up and want to carry on from that, even since they lost two. Going to have some fire in their stomachs. I'm going to take Seattle minus three and a half. Yeah, see, I'm kind of on the other side of that coin where I think that the how close that game was you look at it on paper and I picked the Rams last week I think everybody did and they obviously they didn't cover they still won the game but they didn't cover and it, but then you felt like you looked at the final score and you're like okay like at at Seattle that's where the 12s are one of the toughest places to go play of course it was a close game and it, and it was a division rivalry and it was tough and so I think Seattle away from home is going to look bad again the Raiders for all their struggles, and and you detailed them pretty well. They're they got some issues on defense, man, and they're going to give up points to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks team. But their offense is actually really good statistically, and so the fact that they're what is it, home dogs, three and a half mm-hmm. points. Um, I like them to win the football game anyway, so the three and a half points is just gravy to me. All right, so Big Web and Zach will go with Oakland, and I will go with the Seattle Seahawks. Indy at New York Jets. Moving on, Indianapolis heading out to the New York Jets. Jets are minus two and a half points at home. That game is on noon at noon on Sunday Central Time. Um, the Jets last week were impressive, scoring 34 points against Denver, who obviously is a team that you don't love. It's kind of like a Miami. You know, you don't know what they are, but their defense is something that you can always pretty much count on. Jets kind of embarrassed them, even though you know they were at home and helped them out. They're home against Indy. This is my big upset of the week. I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Um, Andrew Luck has just been a guy that has really impressed me. I've been the hater, the biggest Andrew Luck hater coming into this year. He impressed me going into New England. They lost that game by 14. The defense was crap. Um, but he threw three touchdown passes in Foxborough. They're 1-4. They're a better team than 1-4 shows, though, and they are covering some decent games this year. They killed me whenever I picked Philly a couple weeks ago. They covered that game. They stayed in it with New England, even though they were down by a lot at certain points. I'm going to take, I, I, I'm gonna take I picked, Indy. I picked Indy to cover that New England game because of exactly what you're saying. They yeah. didn't, but you're, it was still competitive. Right, and I think, obviously... Patriots are a way better team than the Jets, and we've seen the Jets roller coaster this season too. So mm. I'm, I'm going to take Indy getting two and a half. I think I was going to take them if it was under three, even if they were favored. I just I like Andrew Luck. I think he can move the ball, and I'm kind of like calling the Jets out. Like let's see if he can do it again. Yeah. No. No. I this is when I told you this week of games, this slate's like kind of tough. This is exactly what I meant. That that game, the Dolphins Brown or Dolphins Bears. I'm sorry. It, 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 that was a really tough one for me, and this one was too. I had the Colts. I when I first glanced at it, I was like, "I think I'm going to take the Colts and Andrew Luck on the road." I mean, the Jets' defense is it, it's not good, and I I think Andrew Luck's a good quarterback as well. However, maybe how, how just how the Jets rolled Denver at home. I took the home team, and it's only two and a half. It's it, whoever wins the game is most likely going to cover for you. So. I went with the Jets and Sam Darnold. Yeah, we'll see. I don't love this game. I wouldn't bet any money on it, but I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Andrew Luck win, but got to pick a team. Give me the Jets. All right, so Big Web and Zach going with the Jets, and once again, I'm alone. I got the Indianapolis Colts. I might make a move, or one of you guys might make moves above yeah. me this week. It you depends. Can, you're either going to get a lot more breathing room or it's going <laughs> to shrink. It's always a great time in the NFL. Arizona at Minnesota. Uh, moving on, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota minus 10.5 points at home, 2-2-1 two, two and one in the season. The Cardinals getting their first win last week, but it was against the Frisco 49ers, who obviously are not anything without Jared, uh, almost Jared Goff, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. as he is now out for the season. So Arizona wins that game by 10. 10.5 scares me. It does. I wish it was, you know, 7, 8.5. I really thought that would have been fair. I think they're giving uh, Minnesota a little bit more than they deserve. But I do believe Minnesota's a better team than they've shown. I think Cousins is a better quarterback than he's shown, especially with the fumbles and the weird just decisions he's making. I think he's a better quarterback than, than he's really shown this season. Give me Minnesota at home. I, I still think Arizona sucks. I know they got Fitzgerald. He hasn't got going. I know David Johnson can get a couple touchdowns here and there, but... 
I just don't think there's anything there. I think Rosen's got a lot to prove. And going into Minnesota, it's a hostile environment. I would not take this like if it was a top four pick thing. But if I have to pick this game, I'm going to take Minnesota minus 10 and a half. Well, remember, this this reeks so similar to the Bills game. Where I mean, what do we say at the start of the season? Cardinals and Bills, probably the worst two teams in the NFL. Bills went in there and just shellacked the Vikings. And Rosen, I think most people would agree, is probably going to end up being a better quarterback than Josh Allen. But you're right. It feels like Minnesota is going to get going here a little bit. Their schedule lightens up. They got the big win over the Eagles. Now they come home and play the Cardinals, who did just get that first win. So maybe they even relax a little bit. They're like, okay, we got to win. We're not going to make history and go 0-16 here. And so I I think the Vikings will win this game. Do they cover? I mean, who knows? 10.5, you're right, is a huge number. But I'm just going to go with the better football team. I, I think you're right. This team has shifted from being a strong defensively to now the offense scores a ton of points with flip over there in Minnesota. Now coming over from Philadelphia, their offense really is explosive. And and like you said, as long as Kirk Cousins doesn't put the ball on the ground or throw it right to a couple Cardinals defenders, they should win this game going away. All right. So we move on as uh, we all have Minnesota, Tampa Bay at Atlanta, Tampa Bay heads to Atlanta. The last noon game of Sunday and the Falcons are minus three and a half points. The Falcons, one and four this season. They have now lost their last three games. However, besides last week against Pittsburgh, they lose to the Saints in week three in overtime, 43-37. Then they lose to the Bengals by one, 37-36. And then they lost to the Eagles in week one by six. So if you look at the track record they've had this season, if anybody doesn't watch and say, oh, they're one and four, they suck, they don't. They're a good team. The question is, can Matt Ryan throw the damn football for once in his life? I mean, he is the biggest question mark arm-wise this season. I mean, it looks like he just lost so much spunk in his ability to throw the football from last season to this season. Completely different. Julio Jones has to be frustrated. Calvin Ridley has become one of the top targets on that team, obviously. But Ryan making decent decisions just can't throw the football the way he used to. So that does scare me a little bit. With that being said, 1-4, I don't see the Falcons going to 1-5. I think they're too talented at home against a division rival to just fall down to the Buccaneers, who came off a bye week. They lost their magic a little bit after they almost beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh for their first loss of the season. Uh, I forgot who they lost to. I'll look it up. They got absolutely shellacked, though. Uh, The Bears, 48-10 in Chicago. So on the road... I don't know if Fitzpatrick's going to be able to do much or well, if it's James Winston. Winston. Is Winston yeah. definitely starting? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Winston's gig now. So there you go anyways. I mean, that's that's the thing too. I wasn't sure about Fitzpatrick overall or James coming back. I mean, I does it really sure. matter? Like it both shouldn't. of them throw a ton of picks. Right. So I think Atlanta in this game, minus three and a half, one and four. They don't like to see that, obviously. They've been in pretty much every game except last week. I'm going to take the Falcons at home, minus three and a half. Hopefully Matt Ryan figures it out and hopefully his arm isn't just dead. Yeah, and, and I think the Matt Ryan thing is more of an... I think it's attributed to Sarkeesian's offense. I don't think it's working out, and, and I, I've never been a Sark guy. That guy has failed upwards in his career. He's never really had a ton of success wherever he's gone, and you look at the offense when it was under Kyle Shanahan to these last two years under Sark, they got the same players, and it looks vastly different. Mm-hmm. They're not nearly as successful under Sark, and I think... It's getting to Matt Ryan a little bit, too, and I think it's more on Sark than it is Ryan, but your point about, well, you look at one and four, and you can't just look at the box score, and you can't just look at the record and think that this team's trash. They've been ravaged by injuries, especially on the defensive side of the football. Two of their best defensive players are gone for the year. Mm-hmm. In Keanu yeah, Neal is the first one that went out. And Deion Jones is out too. And those are two centerpieces of that defense. You lose your guy in the middle. I mean, you saw what happened when Shazier went out for the Steelers last year. All of a sudden, they couldn't stop the run to save their lives. And so, I, I tell you what, this Falcons team is better than people think because of the record. Even with the injuries, they're, a, they're hand and foot better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If this line was 10.5, I'd pick the Falcons. I think the Falcons are going to roll. I wouldn't be surprised if they score 40 points. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We'll, we'll remember the, that then. That's The Bucks defense is it, it's Swiss cheese. Yeah. If ever there was a game for Julio Jones and this offense to get on track, it's right now. I tell you what, if they don't this week, they're looking at a long season. All right. So we got a clean sweep. Everybody going with the Atlanta Falcons. LA Rams at Denver. 
We move on. The undefeated Los Angeles Rams take on the Denver Broncos. Rams are one of two teams undefeated, the other one being the Kansas City Chiefs. Denver getting 7.5 points. Let me let me tell you something. I can't go against the Rams. I cannot, no matter what the spread is. Until they lose a game. Until they up. lose a game. I already made it up, made up my mind. <laughs> I'm telling you. And they, I mean, they lost against the spread last week against Seattle, but that was on the road. They're going on the road again to Denver, but, I mean, you can see how Denver can get scored on. Um, I know they were at the Jets last week, but even Denver's great defense, their offense is nowhere near how good their defense is. And seven and a half points is not enough. The Rams are going to win this game by two touchdowns. I just I don't see any reason why they can't beat Denver by double digits. It's going to happen. Give me the Rams. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I could see the Broncos covering because I think Mile High is one of those places that's a little tougher to play. I think with it the is altitude, but not with LA. I think they're the only team that you don't you throw it all that out the window. Yep, I I, I think you're exactly right. It's just the the Rams are so good. Like I'm not betting against them. Like until they lose, I'm not going to bet against them. Even if they don't cover, who cares? As long as they're winning football games, I mean that's just it's the safest bet in the house. It mm-hmm. feels like, and so. The Rams on the road, yeah, seven and a half. I mean, still not even double digits, and they've been getting double digits easy the last couple weeks in, in these spreads. So as far as the Rams go, it's one of the more favorable picks if you want to bet them. Now my question is, this is a quick fantasy little blip. So I have Jared Goff as my backup, actually. Cam Newton's my main okay. quarterback. I'm going to ask you, would you rather start Goff this week or would you start Cam Newton? Um, Panthers playing Washington. I'm probably going to stay with with Newton, but I, I, I probably know. would too, just because it's Denver's defense against Washington's. Why well, just, I mean, you just look at it in, in Newton, at least gives you a nice little fantasy floor because of his rushing yeah, ability. And absolutely. He, he leads the league in rushing from the quarterback position. So yeah, I, I think I'd go cam. All right. So uh, we all are in agreement. Los Angeles Rams pretty much on their bandwagon until they lose Baltimore at Tennessee. Uh, next up, we got Baltimore three twenty-five central time game. They will head to Tennessee to take on the Titans, who are getting two and a half points. This is a game that could go any way mm-hmm. possible. These two teams, I think Baltimore's defense is stronger, but these two teams remind me a lot of each other, where their offenses are sometimes explosive, but usually not. But you really rely on your defense. Tennessee, I think, has more firepower on offense, but Joe Flacco, for some reason, has those little opportunities where he decides to be an elite quarterback, and he kind of remembers, hey, I won a Super Bowl once. Uh <laughs> I think they have weapons. I think Crabtree has been underutilized, but also the fact that he's been god-awful dropping passes and all this stuff. And then you have John Brown, who's just kind of sprouted as a pretty good inside receiver. I'm going to take Baltimore in this one. I don't love the pick. It wouldn't be a lock by any means. Tennessee just confuses me, especially the way they played against Buffalo last week. Give me Baltimore. I know Tennessee's at home. I don't love the pick, but I'll take the Ravens. Yeah, I mean, you talk about venues, it feels like on the road at Tennessee is one of the easier places to go in and play, especially if it's like a noon, 3 o'clock start. Like, it's not exactly fearsome to go to Nashville, Tennessee and play a football game. Right. Interesting stat here. The Baltimore Ravens so far this year are one of the best teams in point differential. If you look at point differential, it's a really good predictor of who's going to be there at the end. The top two leaders in point differential, I think the last three or four years, all it's been the two Super Bowl teams. Mm-hmm. It's been the winners at each conference have been the best in point differential, except for the the one outlier in the last four or five years. It was the Panthers and the Cardinals, and that was the year they played in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. So obviously, one of them had to go down. So I, I think the the Baltimore Ravens are actually a pretty darn good football team. I think that obviously they're limited a little bit because of Flacco, but. I, I said a couple weeks ago they're a dark horse to win that division, and I think it's going from dark horse to it's pretty like they're pretty legit. They have a really legit shot. They might even be front runners now that Pittsburgh's kind of fallen to two, two, and one. And are we really a believer of the Bengals? Well, we'll wait and see. So yeah, I, I think the I think the Ravens are just a, the better football team, and I think Mariota even at home, I feel like he's going to really struggle. Wow, so you you really believe in Baltimore? See, we're we're different on that. I, I I think there's no chance they win the division, but I mean, I don't think they're a terrible team by any means. I believe in Baltimore's defense, and I think that their offense is good enough. Yeah. Now, if Pittsburgh or the Bengals rattle off a ton of wins, maybe not. The Bengals have a huge advantage because they've already played Baltimore and beaten them. Mm-hmm. So that's big in the division, but. Yeah, no, I am a big believer in Baltimore. I think that they're they're very well coached and well disciplined, and that that really shows up in November and December. All right, there you go. So everybody has the Baltimore Ravens. Jacksonville at Dallas. 
Let's move on to the last 3 o'clock game of Sunday. We've got the Jacksonville Jaguars heading out to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Cowboys are plus 3.5 points. Um, this is Big Web's lock of the week in Jacksonville. This is a team that we are waiting to see the dominance again. They're 3-2 and two this season. They got beat pretty good by Kansas City. Kansas City's the real deal now. We, we can see that. Scored 30 points against Jacksonville's defense Damn last good. week. Beat them by 16. Um, you know, you've seen what we expected out of Blake Bortles, the kind of up-and-down play from him. He's playing the Cowboys away from home. I think they're the better football team. I don't think Dallas's offense is going to have enough to get past their defense. And even if they do, I see at least one defensive touchdown in this contest for Jacksonville. Yeah. But also, I think Bortles will throw at least two touchdowns and get in the end zone. No matter if Fournette's back, no matter if Yeldon's the back, I don't care. I just think that Jacksonville's a better team here. And Dallas still is just really just crap besides Zeke Elliott. So give me uh, Jacksonville. Yeah, I, I think they really are starting to miss Fournette a little bit, and his hamstring is just—it's just killed them. But I'm, I'm with you. I never bought into Dallas. I never did. No. Even the year they were really good with Dak, his rookie year, I felt like there's still no way they're going to end up, you know, winning the NFC. I, I never thought they would, and then they ended up getting the bye week, and they lost to the Packers. They didn't even win a playoff game, and so I, I was never a believer in Dak. I think he's okay. Like I feel like. The way society is, you have to be either, oh, Dak, it sucks complete ass, or he's an MVP candidate, he's right. the best quarterback <laughs> in the division. Like, can he just be, like, a replacement level? I mean, he's just a guy. Like, let's just face it. This He was drafted in the, what was it, the fourth round? Third round, I think. Third oh, round? Okay. Something like that. Middle Whatever. round. He was drafted there for a reason. And the, the scouts are right more often than they're not, and you're seeing why he's limited. He needs a lot to succeed. And the Cowboys don't have that, even though they're at home. You're right. I think Jacksonville is just a much better team, and Dak's really going to struggle. They're going to load the box and force Dak to beat them. And I'll tell you right now, not many teams, even if you do that, there's Jacksonville still going to be pretty successful, but with the Cowboys' lack of receiver depth and talent in general, nobody's getting by Bouye and Ramsey. So uh, we're a Jacks podcast. We already said that Jacksonville all the way through. Yeah, we, I mean, we... I picked the Jags last week, got burned. I'm I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> we're back to the Jacksonville podcast <laughs> picks. We all take the Jaguars. Kansas City at New England. Uh, next up, we got Kansas City heading out to New England for Sunday night football in Foxborough as the England England. <laughs> New England Patriots are minus three and a half points. I guess they moved over across uh, seas. Um, they are minus three and a half at home against Kansas City. This is going to be a fun, fun game to watch. Yeah, it will be. I went back and forth on this a ton, and I'll tell you why. Because New England's finally playing like the New England we're used to seeing. Uh, 38 points against the Colts last week, and they're on a two-game winning streak. Just really, I mean, making people hurt after the Lions lost 26-10 on the road. This game at home in Foxborough, they're minus three and a half. I'm going to take Kansas City. And the really? only reason I'm doing it is because of the way they played against Jacksonville. Um, okay. Last week, if they would have lost that game or only won by three and scored 17 points against Jacksonville, I'd be New England all day. But Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, that offense has something flowing. I think no matter what Brady does, I think that Kansas City's offense will continue to flourish. And I think the spread's too low. I really thought that you know Kansas City... Would be, or I'm sorry, I thought New England was going to be the underdog. I yeah. mean, I'm straight up. I thought that New England would be getting points. And That's the a fact, comment I was going to make. Oh, 100%. And the fact that Kansas City's not getting two and a half, they're getting three and a half, yeah. is, is amazing to me. So give me the Chiefs. I, I really think they're going to win this game outright. Yeah, the, this line is nuts. I mean, just the you see the bias for Brady and Belichick, a three and two team hosting a five and oh Chiefs that has looked every bit as dominant as their record shows them to be, is three and a half point dogs against a three and two team. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you're. I think the spread is absolutely nuts. That said, I see why the spread is placed where it is because I'm still going to take New England. Wow, <laughs> and, didn't see that coming. And here, and the reason being is because it, this feels like a classic Patriots game. They were dead, and now they're back. And but are they going to be able to top one of the best teams in the in the AFC? They get them at home. If this game's in Kansas City, I'm taking the Chiefs all day. The fact that Brady gets them at Foxborough, I feel like Belichick might scheme up scheme up the rookie a little bit. I think it'll be a great game to watch. I can't wait for it. I'll in fact be rooting for Kansas City, but 
my 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 gut tells me that this is me this is a game that I feel like Belichick's got circled and they'll they'll kind of reaffirm their AFC dominance. We'll see. I'm rooting for the rookie, but I don't feel confident about it. Wow. So Zach goes New England. Me and Big Webb go Kansas City. Reminder, Kansas City went into their house last year with Alex Smith and killed him. Killed him. So there could be some anger there by Belichick. There could be some anger. And and to be honest, that's an angle I played when I was picking it, too. I was like, he he remembers that. He's going to try and kill him. He wants revenge. Interesting. All right. Zach's got New England. Me and Dad got Kansas City. San Francisco at Green Bay. Finally. We have Monday Night Football, the San Francisco 49ers taking on Green Bay. And to be honest, this is going to be the shortest explanation I've had the entire week. Green Bay, by a mile, nothing else said. Garoppolo's not there. San Francisco sucks. That's all i got to say. They, Terrible team. Yeah, Terrible they, team. They, they better win by nine and a half points. Oh. I, I tell you, I've been really disappointed in Green Bay so far. They've looked Last like, week was... I mean, I was I was happy to see it as a Lion, as a fan. Oh, yeah. But as a picker... Oh God! They they looked like the goddamn bad news bears at times. Their man. offensive line, holy crap! I mean, Rodgers running for his life, for his life. And and he played like shit, by the way, too, in the yeah, first half. You're right. You can say whatever you want. When I was looking at all the statistics this week to kind of take stock of where everybody's at, you know, Green Bay is top ten in a lot of defensive categories, and now points is a huge deal, and that's the one thing they've struggled in. But the defense gets put in these awful situations time after time. Lions get the ball on the one. Rodgers gets strip-sacked twice, and they're in terrible situations. They they have been a top-10 defense metrically. It's wild. And Now, I don't think they stay top-10. I think they're closer to the middle of the pack defensively, but they've looked just so bad, and it's the way that they've lost to me that's the most concerning. Mike McCarthy's seat is officially warming up mm-hmm. because I feel like when you get in relationships a lot of times, when you know, you know, either way. And it feels like for Gutekunst, the new first-year GM, with these comments now coming out with Rodgers, and I don't mean to go on this huge, huge Packers rant here, but it, it feels like this is big for McCarthy. Even if he makes the playoffs and they get bounced first round or he wins one game, it feels like anything short of an NFC championship, like close loss, and he's going to be out because hmm. wow. it just feels like it's run its course. The offense is so unimaginative. Like I had I had a tweet where I'd said, if I was Gudekins, I'd call him into my office Monday and be like, what exactly is it that you do here? Because <laughs> you don't run the defense. Rodgers runs the offense himself. Like, what are you bringing to the table here that we don't have? Because McVay is running all sorts of crazy shit. Nagy's across the division running all sorts. He's got Mitch Trubisky throwing six touchdown passes, and we're over here getting strip-sacked constantly and looking terrible. <laughs> so, I, the, yeah, they, they better win by nine and a half. I'm not... I, I'm, You've had it with them. I've You've kinda, had it. I've kinda, fans have had it. I tell you what, I've kind of had it with... McC- I've, I've had it with this song and dance, man. <laughs> they, they need to play better. All right, so uh, there you go. So everybody takes Green Bay, and uh, <laughs> God damn it, they better win. Is they what Zach better. Says. They better, man. <laughs> All right, so uh, we move into our locks of the week. Again, I'm 1-3. Last week did not count. Nick Yale's 0-1, and I will always keep that on the record. Uh, but I did get <laughs> week four right with New Orleans. This week, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, minus 1.5 against Cleveland. Spread just way too low. I know Cleveland's a better team. We know that. But I think the odds makers for CBS Sports gave them way too much uh, their offense still has a lot to prove to me. Baker's obviously the better starter than Tyrod Taylor. He's proven he can start in this league. I don't know if he's proven he can win and consistently and score a lot in this league. Philip Rivers has, so give me Philip Rivers minus one and a half as my lock. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, the game I like the most on the board, uh, the pick of the picks, anyways. I like the Falcons, and kind of weird to pick a one and four team as a lock, but I, I really do think Tampa Bay just sucks. And the Fitz Magic ride was fun. I rooted for him. Mm-hmm. And I, legit, if I was running the team, Fitzpatrick would still be starting. I, I, I do not think Jameis Winston's a good quarterback. I, I just don't. And at least Fitzpatrick plays well sometimes. Yeah. I mean, Jameis will throw for a little bit. The rules are set up to where he's going to have some good games. But I think the Falcons will kind of make a statement at home. And they got to have this. Even at 1-4, and four, you're probably out of the playoffs at this point. But... Just for the just for pride and morale of the organization and the franchise, 
and, and like I said, I think that they're going to put up 40 or 50 points. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like there's nobody on Tampa Bay that can cover Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley. So, yeah, they're my lock. All right, Atlanta minus 3.5 for Zach. Big Webb going with the Jacksonville Jaguars minus 3.5. And, and finally, Big Webb's best four plays of the week, which he went 3-1 last week, 12-9 against the spread overall this season. We mentioned them earlier, but I'll give you to it one more time if you did not listen or rewind to go listen. Pittsburgh, Cincinnati over 53. Kansas City, New England over 60.5. Jacksonville, who is his lock, they are minus three as he has them as his third pick. And I believe they are playing. I'm sorry. I totally lost my place. Who are they playing, Zach? Do you remember? Who? What's the game? Jacksonville. Sorry. Jacksonville totally is playing at the Cowboys. At the Cowboys. And then you have the Pittsburgh Steelers plus two and a half against Cincy as he has yeah. them as, a lot, as one of his top four plays. So, I That's kind of why. Well, that just goes to show you what that how that rivalry's gone lately. <laughs> well, he also picked Andy Dalton last week and was screaming at the TV all Sunday. So oh, was he? he? Yeah. He wants well, to see Dalton suffer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that works out for him. And when you said you're like, well, you're really on the Ravens, it's part of the, re- it's part of the reason why, why Big Web picked the Steelers. I feel like they're going to flame out eventually. I mean, don't you? Do you, I don't know. I they, think they're going to have a, a kind of a, a merge because of the slow start they had. That's yeah. what I think. I yeah. think there's more to come. That's wow. just me. Well, okay. See, I feel like the Steelers are still more likely to win the division than the Bengals. No, that. Oh, you're saying you think the Bengals are going to flame out? I think the Bengals are going to flame out. I thought yeah. you meant the the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, yes, I agree with you. I meant the Steelers are going to be. No, yeah, the I, 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 I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I see. I'd still put the Steelers as the, if I had to pick the division, I'd say Steelers are most likely to win. Then I'd pick the Ravens. Actually, then I'd pick the Bengals. All right. I, I just, we'll see. Now, if the Bengals win this week, I think they're legit. By yeah. The way. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Four and one Bengals taking on Pittsburgh. Two, two and one. Last quick hot take. Le'Veon Bell saying he's probably going to be back got, week got eight. Some rumors, by the way. Some rumors. Trade rumors? Yeah. Well, what are they, they saying? Well, supposedly the Eagles were interested in LaShawn wow. McCoy. Then the Eagles that were interested be... in Le'Veon Bell. And wow. we'll see. Wow. Yeah. If he goes to the Eagles. Roseman's nuts, man. Holy shit. 314-877-8597. Your thoughts on week six, Le'Veon Bell or anything in between. That's going to do it. So thanks to Big Web for his picks and his little uh, kind of cameo in, in between the show. Didn't expect him today. Uh, for <laughs> thanks Z- for calling in, Big Web. Absolutely. What do you think he called in to tell you that you never got to, by the way? Hopefully it wasn't anything important. I don't know. I'm about to find out, I guess. For Big Web, for Zach Zook, I'm TJ Weber. Guys, good luck in, good luck in week six. We'll see you in week seven. See you later.